Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we are live following UFC Vegas 60. And normally we think about what could be nicknames for some of these UFC cards heading into them. We clearly have a nickname for UFC Vegas 60 coming out of it. The Night of Gnarly Cuts. And we saw him in back-to-back fights, some really nasty ones. And in the end, Corey Sandhagen opened up one on Song Yidong. The doctor gave... Song Yidong a chance, a couple of chances to continue on, but after that after that fourth round, we knew the doctor wasn't going to let him go into the fifth. And with that, Corey Sandhagen bounces back with a big win. Doctor stoppage, fourth round, TKO for the Sandman. And he wants a big fight. We'll see what happens. But thank you for joining us. I am Mike Heck. And I don't think there's anybody happier in this room right now. And maybe watching then Jed Mishu about the result of this fight, and we'll get into that in a moment. He's doing the happy dance. We'll have him explain in a second. And joining us this week is the freshly shaven Jose Youngs. There he is. How are you, my friend? Blessed life. Blessed life. Blessed life. Jed, tell the people why you're doing the happy dance. Dude, I'm vibing tonight. I had a great evening. Uh... Let's be honest, this wasn't the best card we called it going in. I would say it exceeded my expectations, but not that it did very well. But you know what did do very well? My bank account, because I killed it on this whole card. I went 7-1 and one on my no bets barred picks, the one being Pat Sabatini, and I was texting Connor. We did not know about the tragedy for Damon Jackson, and I there's zero chance I would have bet against that man had I known what he was dealing with. Because the, why would you? You saw what happened. I'm sure we'll talk about that fight like that. So I had a great no bets bar. And on the gambling column, my plus 2,500 long shot of the week, Corey Sandhagen by TKO in the fourth round. I don't know if you guys know that. A stoppage cut that doesn't start the fifth, fourth round TKO, baby. So I, I'm doing great. I'm going to buy a steak and celebrate. Good. 
Well, there you go. Enjoy that steak. Well-deserved. Jose, we'll go to you. Uh, let's talk. I mean, you're a high-level martial arts kind of guy, and we got it in this main event. We knew we were going to get it heading into this main event. Corey Sanhagen, Song Yudong, very interesting fight. And for those who don't know, the scorecards were very, very interesting because had the doctor allowed Song Yudong to go out in round five, had Song won that round, he would have won the fight because two judges had it 2-2 going into the fifth. One judge had Sanhagen up three rounds to one. So had that fifth round happen and Song Yudong dunked deep to win it, he would have gotten the biggest win of his career. But didn't happen. We didn't see the fifth round. What did you think of the fight? What did you think of Corey Sanhagen, Jose, bouncing back? In, in my opinion, a pretty must-win situation for him having back-to-back losses and seeing what this division looks like right now. Yeah, it was definitely must must win. The fight ruled. Uh, I gave Song Yudong the first round. I just think he landed a lot of... I think he just landed more damaging strikes while Corey Sanhagen was much more dynamic, and there was a lot of flashy movements. I think he threw like four or five flying knees, a spinning roundhouse kick. But Song kind of saw them coming and adjusted and... Corey didn't really land anything like massive in the first round. Song Yudong did. I so I gave him the first round. From there, I think Corey Sanhagen just kind of picked it up every single round, especially with that eye cut over Song Yudong's eye. Um, he made fantastic adjustments along the fight. Like Corey Sanhagen clearly was trying to do his thing with the 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 quick lateral movements and the, and the dynamic movements. But as soon as he saw that cut and he just teed off on it with with the elbows, because he was throwing that flying knee a lot. He was throwing a lot of kicks and Song Yudong was timing them and avoiding them. And even Daniel Cormier was like, Corey Sanhagen should really threaten to take down and then go with the knee because then he might catch Song with, with between the eyes. But as soon as he landed an elbow and he saw he could take advantage in distance, within the distance and he adjusted his game plan to no longer fighting at range but fight closely with elbows and knees and everything Corey Sanhagen just took off from there and he just proved that uh he is very easily one of the top five bantamweights in the world who he fights next I'm sure we'll talk about but I had Corey Sanhagen up 3-1 I get the 2-2 uh maybe the second or third round for Song Yudong but I think round one I think I very clearly scored for Song Yudong but I had three on Corey Sanhagen Jed, what did, what did you think of the fight? And who did you learn more about in this fight? Did you learn more about Corey Sanhagen with his back kind of against the wall? Or did you learn more about Song Yidong? Because had he won the fifth round, he would have arrived. And we would have felt, we felt pretty, I mean, pretty consistently that had Song Yidong won this fight, it would have been because he arrived and took that big leap. And he was very close to doing it tonight, considering what scorecards looked like. This is going to sound really cliche, and it is, and I'm okay with that. This is one of the very rare times where I genuinely don't feel like either guy lost. Obviously, one guy wins and loses in the record books. One guy gets double paychecks, but this is the best possible outcome because had had Song ended up winning that fight, I actually don't think he would have arrived in the same way that I envisioned it, right? He would have showed some things that were good and that he is still making a progression, but it wouldn't have been this huge quantum leap that sort of I envisioned was necessary for him to win the game uh, outright. So I think, as weird as it sounds, him taking this loss in this way still showed me all those same things. And it's okay because he's only 24. This is a, a cut stoppage loss, totally a real loss, legit, but it's not the same as getting stunned on or outclassed like he 
just things didn't break his way entirely. And if they fought that back, honestly, the betting odds are going to be a lot closer. It's going to be a much closer fight. But I learned a ton about Corey Sandhagen. He he looked great. Like the I don't he didn't look as good or as dynamic as he has in many like many of his other fights. But we got to see the machinations of his game in a way that we haven't really seen as, as much. We saw, as, as Jose pointed out, the adjustments he made, figuring out the distances he could operate in. And then beyond that, when it when it really became evident, okay, this fight has a time on it. Like this fight is is not going the full distance because that cut is that way. We saw him fight in a way to to shorten that clock as much as possible while still staying as safe as possible he would stay all the way out use that distance use that range poke with the jab we saw him go to the jab a ton more i mean he he used it a lot anyway but especially in the middle middle to later parts of that fight he is just keeping that lead hand as a blocker as a buffer so because song ran out of tools song ran out of options to close the distance to land the power strikes he was landing earlier in the fight and Corey would either hit reactive shots on him to really, uh, I think it's Cormier was saying, really off off kilter what, what Song's trying to do in his come forward, or he's just feeding him with the lead hands. We saw a bunch of little small adjustments from Corey that were awesome. Like, they were really good. Now, I'm not sure those will carry water against the top, top guys in the division that he's already lost to, but it's great to see that. It's great to see he has that. It's great to see that he's still totally at his fastball, I don't think anybody thought he was going to fall off, but he's he's still hitting the prime of his career, and he stayed in in the conversation, right? Like he he's going to get to fight probably Marlon Barrow. Like he's probably fighting Cheeto next. That's probably what's up. That fight's going to rule. So everybody wins here. It's a really good outcome all around and a really good fight. Do you agree with that, Jose? Do you think we just go Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen? But we also have Murad Welshvili who beat Jose Aldo. He could fight Jose Aldo if he wants to go to Brazil and fight Jose Aldo. There's there's lots of guys he could fight here. Rob Font, maybe the beginning of next year. All those fights kind of make sense. But is there anybody that sticks out to you? Because another two wins and he's there's a very good chance he could be fighting for a title depending on who's the champion. I think we need to see how these fights coming up play out before we can really match make. Like I also I get why people want to see the Aldo fight and the Dominic Cruz fights of the world uh, for Corey Sanhagen, but if if he wants to keep moving up, he's going to have to fight guys coming off wins that are still ranked. So I guess realistically, it's got to be Marab versus Cheeto. Don't really care which one. I just want both of those fights to whichever one happens to be a five round main event. But because I'm also under the assumption, like in this whole scenario, like if if Sean O'Malley beats Peter Jan. He's going to get the next title shot. I think that's pretty obvious. No question. Uh, if Peter Jan yeah. wins, if Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling win, they're not going to do that third fight uh, anytime soon. I don't think. Maybe Jan needs one more fight, and then maybe he fights Cheeto or. Mar- and I know he has a lot of beef with Marab, so maybe they try to do Marab versus Jan, and then they can do Cheeto versus Sandhagen. Or if O'Malley wins, uh, and. Uh, tj dillashaw wins or there's some controversy maybe they try to do cheeto vera versus sean o'malley too because i mean that's honestly of all the fights that make that sell in terms of cross appeal 
I'm going to assume it's Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera, considering Cheeto Vera has become very popular and Sean O'Malley has the most crossover appeal of all of these bantamweights we're saying, and he's not even a top five bantamweight in the world. So I just think we need to see how a couple of these fights play out because even Adrian Yana is just kind of sitting out there. I know he was supposed to fight Rob Font before that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun fights. Selfishly, I want to see Cheeto versus Corey Sanhagen. I just think that's a striker's delight, but I'm not going to say no to any of these, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if they do Giannis Font next year, cool. Uh, I know Font's out who, to at least who's March gonna at fight, this point. So. Who's going to fight Aldo in Brazil? Who's going to bite that bullet? Because <laughs> like, I want to see. There's no way. I, I, see, I want that, but I don't think Dominic Cruz is going to Brazil uh, just after he got his face caved in. Maybe not, I could see like I, a Ricky Simone. Just, I could see like a Ricky Simone no. type jumping on that opportunity. No, no Maybe. one. No, stop talking about this. Nobody gets to fight Jose Aldo. It's not Dominic Cruz. If it's going to be his last one or close to his last one, he's not fighting Ricky and Simone. <laughs> That's an awful thing for well, us. It's to also do. tough because even with this band of ways, because Frank Edgar has also said the next fight's probably it. And I also want to see Frank Edgar versus Dominic Cruz really badly. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Which one that, I want. that just won't happen because of time. Because doesn't Frankie yeah. want to fight at, at MSG? Yeah, I think that one's just there's just no chance. Just give Dominic a bunch of money to go to Brazil and fight Aldo next year. It's awesome. Let's do that. Yep, don't hate that at all. Uh, you could do Adrian Yanez versus Cody Garbrandt. I like that idea as well. Wow, you want to get Cody dead, huh? Listen, okay. we tried with this Ronnie Aya thing not once, but twice. It's done. It's over. We need to move on. We need how to about, turn the page. About, what about Jose Aldo versus Cody Garbrandt in Brazil? Still that's bombs also fine. I, I, I accept that, that one as well. That's that's the best second option for Dominic Cruz. Don't do Corey right. Santag and Jose Aldo. That's nonsense. Jed, which cut was worse? Songy Dongs or Gregory Rodriguez's? I think from an actual like fight medical standpoint, I am not a physician. I am a doctor. I am not a medical doctor. I don't know which one is worse uh i would assume that songy dongs was worse because it is a gaping chasm directly over his eyeball and clearly was pouring blood into his eyeballs during that fight so i would assume that that is worse but like dc said it and i or maybe it was felder and it it's probably not like medically correct but it feels correct that like I don't know, man. RoboCop's nose might have just fallen off his face if that fight kept going much longer because it's just all right here. Like, it's the whole top of his nose. It's just – it's a gash. I don't – I've never seen that cut in combat sports. I've been watching this like 20 years. That was – I was astonished they let that fight continue. That one feels like it's going to be way shittier to recover from. I don't know if that's true or not. But, like, if I had to pick which one of those I'd rather have now, during a fight, give me RoboCops because that felt way less obtrusive. But, like, for right now, if you were had to give me one of those, give me give me Song Yudongs. That's just stitches right there. I have a scar over my, in my eyebrow for the rest of my life. That seems okay. I just – Dana White just posted on his IG story what Rodriguez's cut looks like now – with the doctor like kind of holding it open it i don't is want it i don't want horrible. it horrible <laughs> i don't want it horrible. there's a reason i'm not a medical doctor it's so bad wow it's so bad did you see it jose you can literally oh, see it oh you can see oh. his skull 
Oh, come see, on, man. You bro. did it. So you, you, you can see it. the skull. You can see the tendons. So Damon put it in the slack. He put it right in the slack. <laughs> Whatever, dog. Oh, yeah, I also, not for, not for nothing, I like how Dan just calls him Greg. Just Greg Rodriguez. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. That's kind of awesome, actually. I'm pretty in on that. <laughs> Greg Rodriguez. I don't, I don't know why that's so funny lot, to me. But that's, that's awesome. That's hilarious. All that. he's, he, he's no longer Gregory. He's now a man who goes by Greg. That's so, tremendous. I'm Greg calling him Greg from now on. Greg, Greg, Greg Rodriguez. <laughs> Greg uh, of course, Greg I was. Stop <laughs> posting this. What the hell, Sean? Oh, everybody's <laughs> posting this image and it's scarring me. Turn off I, social I media. Changed, turn off I changed slack. my opinion, Mike. Whatever, whatever waffling I was doing, no. Robocop's cut is worse, unequivocally worse. You mean Greg's? Yes, Greg. Greg's cut. Greg, yeah, Greg got good. the worst of the cuts. Yeah. And the fact that he came back and won that fight is outlandish. That dude's awesome. Yeah. Jose, I mean, come on. That that first round was wild without the cut. And then just to see, it was like a roadmap on his face. It was like the brow, straight line across the nose to the brow. It was just wild. And then to see Robocop, to see our guy Greg come back with the with just viciousness and with the flurry gets the fight to the ground and just pounds out a very game cheaty and jokawani in the co-main event were you like losing your mind i was losing my mind watching that entire fight because that was just that was insane and that was a moment that this card needed badly like there were some cool fights but this was like what we think about this card we're going to be thinking about that fight yeah lately i've been watching a lot of horror movies at night but I feel like my fill has I've gotten my fill tonight. You got, after sa- that one you got sated fight. from that? Yeah. <laughs> it was that was a good time. As someone who I don't I'm not squeamish, so I saw that and I'm just like, that's pretty wild. So I'm sure they'll stop the fight. And then it didn't happen. I was like, that's probably gonna stop soon. And then it didn't end. I was like, damn, Greg Kopp is a bad dude. So yeah, good fight. Greg Kopp. <laughs> Greg Rodriguez. Well, I mean, at least at least we get to see if if you could see the actual cut closed up and stitched up. So that's a little bit more of a, of a less gnarly image, Jed. But Maybe. I mean, you called Maybe. it, man. You said Gregory Rodriguez would you- win this fight and cash a dog ticket, but it was looking pretty scary no, for a minute Casey, there. Casey called it because Casey called TKO in the second round from ground and pound. Casey had it nailed all the way. I thought he was going to tap him in the first. And for like a brief moment, that was maybe true. But instead he got, he had to go through hell because this dude loves to do that. He's middleweight Justin Gaethje. He rules. He is appointment viewing every time out. Middleweight Justin Gaethje. I like that one. That's what what do we did, do here? Uh, we have bonuses, by the way. We have bonuses. I bet Greg got one. <laughs> uh, he was one half of one. Yeah, I assumed that was the man of hell. Oh, oh, well, that oh, that definitely should be fun. I, I, honestly, you should give Greg performance for that, too. Come on, man. Greg did not get a performance bonus. That was fight of the um, night. Performance bonuses go to uh, Damon. Damon Jackson for sure. That's one. Like you, if you don't give it to Damon Jackson, you're a bad person. And Damn. and Joey P. Joey P. Of yeah. course, Joey, Joey, Joey P. P could have won a decision. He was getting one, but yeah, he he did what he needed to do. Yep, there's your bonuses right there. Damon Jackson, uh, Joe Pfeiffer, and then Cheating Greg uh, for their. 
six and a half minute incredible fight. I'm okay with that. I would argue yeah, that Anthony too. Hernandez actually deserves it more than Joey P, but that was that was a hell of a performance. Dude, he that was a hell of a performance. And Joey P killed the worst fighter in the UFC. So degree of difficulty. Danielle Wolf didn't fight tonight. Is she still in the UFC? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Uh Jed, two questions. One, will Greg Rodriguez be ranked yep. in your rankings? 100%. Two, who's he fighting next? If you had the magic pencil, what are we doing Ooh, here? Let me pull up my rankings and see who feels like I am definitely giving him the number 15 spot in my rankings just out of respect. Uh, I'm not saying that necessarily he deserves it, but like, why well, I've got Anatoly Tokov in here. Like, come on, we could just cut him out of my rankings and put Greg in uh, after that. Like that rules. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, and there's a little peek behind the curtains of how rankings actually work. We just make them up however we feel like it. Uh, ooh, what's just what's DDP doing? Drickus Duplessis. He's got a, what's, he's what's, got a fight, dog. Fight. Come on. Does you can he? read about it on MMAfighting.com. He's fighting Darren Till. Great website. Yeah, Darren Till. Oh, okay, so so have him fight uh, DDP because we all know Darren Till's not going to make it to a fight. That's <laughs> that's like, what a, You said he has a fight, and then you said Darren Till. So let's do Driscus Duplessis. I feel good about that one. All right. All right. Uh, Bill Algio. Oh, I'm also darndest. cool with. Oh, was, wait, was Sean Strickland the one who pulled out of the Cannoneer fight, or was they Cannoneer rebooked, the one? They Three rebooked bucks. that. They rebooked that fight. Well, they ended up actually rebooking it. Uh, well, seventeenth. Yeah, back 17th. to back to DDP then. Yes, you could find that one also at uh, MMAfighting.com. Great website. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Jose, what you think? We featured about Andre Feely. Uh, speaking of emotional wins, it was a very emotional win for Andre mm-hmm. Feely. Looked great in that third round. One judge actually scored the third round for Bill Algio because Bill, despite his back being taken for the almost the entire round and almost submitted multiple times, he was landing some strikes. A judge actually gave a round that round to Bill Algio. Andre Feely was pretty pissed off about that. Uh, F that judge, but Feely comes back and gets a, gets a big win over a very tough guy. What did you think of Andre Feely's performance, especially now knowing 
man, what this guy's been going through leading into this fight. Yeah, it looked like he clearly didn't. Like, Andre Feely is a super dynamic, exciting fighter, and he puts himself in a lot of risky predicaments that have come back to bite him. Uh, like the Bryce Mitchell fight, he was being real dynamic, and Bryce Mitchell just kind of held him down. I can't remember who he lost in his last fight, but he just kind of got caught. Uh, so, it, and this fight, he just seemed more measured like the first round was not was tight but after that feely kind of put it together i don't quite understand like i get like from the outside looking in you see biology just punching andre feely a lot off his back but andre feely was just like all right i'm just gonna stay here and try to submit you three or four times so i don't quite understand how a professional judge could give that away, especially because when you're watching a fight case side, it is very hard to see angles that we get through a television. So if you're watching it on a monitor, fine. But if you're watching a case side, I don't quite understand it. Um, but yeah, Andre Feely didn't look like he was going to blow the doors off of anyone, but he definitely put a perfect game plan together for specifically Bill Algio, and he looked great. Um, I fully expect him moving forward to just every single fight just get better and better and better like he did and eventually be in the top 15 because like we've all heard the stories of Andre Feely he's very clearly a top 15 featherweight in the UFC sometimes he gets caught or he, he stumbles at the goal line and I'm very very excited to see who he's matched up with because featherweight is awesome uh, and at one point we he, he was on this fantastic run and I think he ran into who did he run into Sadiq Youssef am I remembering that correctly yeah I think you're right yeah, and that fight was and that fight was really good. And Sadiq, we see what Sadiq Youssef is doing now. So Andre Feely fights the best and beats the guys that aren't quite on his level, and he beats the guys that are even better than him at some points too. So I'm excited to see what he does moving forward. Yes, it was that, and a lot of people actually thought Andre Feely won that fight. Uh, then he beats yeah, Charles Jordan. Really then, yeah, and then he has to fight Bryce Mitchell. The Daniel Pineda fight, he looked probably the best he's ever looked. He was, and then he was, accidental eye poke. That sucks so much because even Daniel Pineda was like, that dude was effing me up. So I count that as a win. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, Joannis and Brito is, is a tough fight for anybody and then comes back with the win here. Jed, do we do, do we just do the two feel-good stories here next? Do we do Andre Feely versus Damon Jackson, the greatest BTL performer maybe of all time because he beat Sean <laughs> Alshadi while jogging on a treadmill for the entirety of the show? I mean, that will remain impressive. I am not confident I want to call that a feel-good story just because I don't uh, – it's way better that he won, obviously. But, man, nothing well, about that. I know that what you mean. Is, yeah, it's it's just – I had no idea until the broadcast, and that is I – I genuinely can't imagine losing uh, a sibling and then f like f still going through fight week and doing like, – I don't understand that at all. So nothing but respect for that dude. And he fought exactly like I would have imagined if you told me, as they did, what had happened. Like, that dude, is, you could put Brock Lesnar in against him. He's going to beat the hell out of that dude. It does not matter tonight. Yeah, that was – it wasn't feel good, but it was, it was affecting. It was emotionally affecting, certainly. Yeah. He, you, got, you just watch the man exercise – as many demons as possible in there. It's like he just let it all out as, as much as he could. Obviously, that'll never leave him, but for that moment, he was able to let and go of And you saw his whole family do it moment. too. Yeah. Like his whole family is there and doing it too, and that is like I – as the super, super wild. 
Yeah. Definitely deserve that bonus. Well done. Um, let's just run down the, the rest of the main card. We mentioned Joe Pfeiffer. Rodrigo Nascimento beats Tanner Bozer. Trip to Splitty City. Anthony Hernandez, outstanding performance. This guy gets better and better. Can't wait Anthony, to match make for him tomorrow. I think Anthony Hernandez should fight Gregory Rodriguez. <sighs> that would uh, be fun. a fine fight. It's quite a fun fight. As soon as Gregory won, Tony. I'm like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. Tony and Greg. That'd be a good one. Uh, Trevin Giles beats Lewis Cosey. And Honestly, that might happen. A fight we're probably not going to be talking about anymore. No. Uh, Loma Look Boon oh. me. Uh, another really – another she story of somebody fight. who's overcome a lot in between her most recent performance to her win over Denise Gomez. Trey Ogden beats Daniel Zellhuber, who just didn't – just didn't really show up tonight, if we're being honest, no. but Trey took advantage of that. Uh, Jillian Robertson, I want to talk about this. One of the, I mean, one of the most violent rear naked choke submissions you'll ever see, Jose. You never, mm-hmm. you see fights just, you, it's the nap or tap kind of a thing. And Maria did like neither of those things in, in a weird way. And it, it looked like she was, she, it looked like Jillian Robertson turned her into a zombie after mm-hmm. this fight. It was, it was kind of scary. It was, it was very weird to watch. Yeah, she made Maria Gabova forget how to fight. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, Jillian Robertson is one of those fighters where she's either going to kill you or you're just going to have to kind of edge out a decision. Uh, I know Macy Barber uh, finished her on the feet, but Jillian Robertson didn't go down. She, they, uh, the referee stopped that while uh, Macy Barber was just kind of teeing off on her. I think that was in the Boston card we were at, if I remember correctly, Mike. Uh, but other that than that, like, she, Barber, like, yep. off the top of my head, like she has like the most finishes win, finish wins. Uh, in UFC flyweight women's history, the most submission wins in all of UFC women's history, regardless of weight class, the most, which obviously means she had the most efficient uh, submission wins in fly, in the flyweight division. And I don't know if she has the most, but she might have the second or maybe even tied for just the most fights in general in the flyweight division's history. So uh, Jillian Roberts, and I think there were even like, there was like a suspension somewhere in there for like marijuana at some point, which is a little weird. So uh, she's missed a big chunk of time and she still has all these records. So I think Jillian is one of these fighters that you're either going to, she's like I said, she's either going to get edged out on the scorecards or she's going to just kill you in there. And, uh, I think she is a supremely exciting fighter and just one of the better submission, uh, offensive submission fighters in the women's divisions, regardless of weight class. And then last name I wanted to bring up before we go to the peeps, Jed, J- Javid Basharat. This guy's really good because Tony Gravely is, is a very solid 135er. And I thought Javid won the entire, I thought he won all three rounds. You want to give Tony the first, I'm okay with that. But I thought Basharat won all three rounds and this guy's going to be a problem. At 135, yeah. he's just going to get better and better. Yeah, he's a really good fighter, man. Uh, I, I I gave Gravely the first. Uh, if you wanted to give it to Basharat, that's okay. Uh, but Basharat, uh, the thing is, he's a really good fighter. I think he's going to be an even better fighter when he starts getting 25s. You know, like just the way he fights, the adjustments he makes, just how he kind of builds layers on top of layers of offense. I think that's going to really do well as he has more time to develop. More fighters should get to fight 25 minutes. It would be really cool. Uh, and when he becomes one of those, I'm really excited to see what that looks like. Agreed. And then good win for Nicholas Moda to kick things off with the first round finish. So we'll take a few questions from the Poor peeps. Nicholas. We're not going to go much. Poor Nicholas Moda. No 50K yes. for him. 
no 50k for him uh we'll take a few questions because obviously we do not want to keep our wonderful combat sports fans away from the biggest fight of the weekend which is about to Ooh. kick off at about 10 to 13 minutes uh we still got four Georgie rounds in the coming. yeah just you could go we'll get there and while you wait you can go listen to mma fighting's preview show of canelo versus triple g on the sure, podcast yeah. network starring jose young and you jed michu so I saw a report. Uh, I think Canelo is making a guaranteed fifty-five million. Wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me. And Triple G is making a guaranteed twenty million. Mm-hmm. And Nicholas. So Mota, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't watch it, guys. They <laughs> are not Mota motivated to yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. And They're uh, not hungry the, or interested. The pay-per-view is eighty-five dollars. Yeah. And it's gonna kill it. And, it's gonna do two. It's gonna do no. over two million buys. Yeah. Also, yeah. Logan Paul is on it right now, so that's exciting if you're into that kind of thing. Just in the commentary, or uh, he's doing... talking to whoever the dude is the with dude. the microphone that's not cage side, but right. you know the like Heidi Andrel sort of. This thing. is what it's because Canelo is the biggest box office draw in combat sports. This is like everyone rolls out for him. Yeah, I don't know it, why he's he's not motivated to fight fifty five yeah, million dollars, and he keeps exactly. and he keeps he keeps running away from opponents. From what I've been told, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully Rodrigo Nascimento was given a ticket into the building because that's all he asked for. He didn't ask for a bonus. He asked for a ticket to Triple G Canelo. He so deserved the hell out of it. Go give him that. Do that. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's it's still it's still rather depressing. Right when these it's fighters depressing, yeah, literally yeah, every fight week. Every yeah, I I I, I kind of forgot about the Nicholas Moza thing when he was talking the story of you know his whole his, backstage thing was hor- horribly sad. I was uh, I was like, uh, may yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you see let them watch the pay per view for free in the green room. I don't know. That seems unlikely. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to Don't they kick him out now? Yeah, don't they just kick him out? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. They did his- uh, <laughs> back to the mixed martial arts. They have him just kind of putting it on Gonzalez. Hold on, sorry. Make it bigger for you guys. By the way. Uh, the question from Rich P. Top Tier. What is Song Yudong ceiling ultimately? Will he be a champion in his career? So it's important to know for those who are not aware, Song Yudong is only 24 years old. He's going to be 25 in December. This dude's got a long way to go. Um, what would you rate his chances on a scale of 1 to 10, Jose? I know it's hard to forecast next fights and things like that, especially in this division, but if someone handed you $50 right now and said you can only use this $50 on betting on whether or not Song Yudong will be a UFC champion, what would you put it on? Hmm. Being champion? Wow, that's At really tough. Point. That's tough. His vision is so good right now, and he's so young. Like, I don't think he's going to be champion in the next year or two, but... You want to tell me in five years Song Yudong is going to be Bantamweight champion in the world? I'll say, okay, yeah, sure. So if you give me in five years, he will be? Sure, why not? You won't even be 30 in five years. You can't even run a car and drive somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> will Song Yudong be a champion, Jed, before his UFC career is, is, is over and done with, which probably won't be for another eight to ten years at this point? I'm trying to look and see who I can comp him to. If I have to make a bet, yes or no, no. But his ceiling is champion. Like that is that is he can yeah. be a champion. There's go that is 
he has the opportunity to do so. I mean, he is not like a world-beating athlete, but he is a very he is a very plus athlete. He has a A plus skill set in that he hits people extremely hard, and he's showing some layers to his game. He needs to add a lot, but good takedown defense hits pretty well. Works in combination. Okay, okay defense in general. There are a lot of tools there to build on. I. I can't honestly think of anyone that like is immediately jumping to mind. That's like a super comp for him. And so it's tough for me to be like, Oh yeah, he here's, here's what his career as champion looks like. Like maybe the closest I can come is Davison Figueredo, honestly. Um, but I think Figgy's a better athlete compared to division than song is. So it's, and I put a lot of stock in athleticism as kind of the decider and who gets to have a belt and who doesn't. So I think he's he will fight for one. I would be I, I will bet happily that he will fight for a belt before his career is done. I don't think he'll win one, but I I think that that is within the realm of possibility. He's also not the shortest bantamweight. Like he's pretty average size for bantamweight. He's also yeah. taller than Volkanovski. So I think eventually at twenty, he's twenty four now. Eventually, I think he's gonna have to go up to featherweight. At some point, he probably. I just have no idea what he cuts now, and it's really tough to yeah. gauge because Corey's because so like big. you see, you see Andre Feely, who's like super tall for featherweight, and then yeah. Song Yudong is much shorter than him. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I assume that he won't just because it's there are very few fighters that I'm like that dude's gonna hold a belt, uh, but it's it is very much in play for him. Yeah, I think he is. Um, I think the road will be will be built for him to get to a title shot. It's just on him. He will have his chance. I will say that. Whether or not he he's kind of Josh Emity. It's a little bah, Josh Emity. Yeah. They a younger version of, of Josh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, yes, Josh is like 50. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, he's – yeah, he's yeah. – that's a good – that's actually a pretty good comparison. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this name out there, and I'm not trying to shit on him or anything, but like – would Ooh, this Song Yudong beat prime Cody Garbrandt, who was a, who was a UFC champion? Yes. Not even close. See, that's what's crazy. I, like, that's that, like, how much better that. the bantamweight division is right now. That Song Yudong, Cody Garbrandt was freaking champion, and Song Yudong is is what top was he top? I don't kid? even like. I think I, I know, think I know, Cody, like, because Cody was like the Cody that fought Dominic Cruz right. to win the belt had. Oh man, um, who's in his corner? Can't believe I'm blanking. Justin Buckholz, who has basically prepared like a dozen fighters to fight Dominic Cruz, and then eventually he just they all put it together, and Cody Garbrandt just fought a uh, fight. Matchup. And Dominic Cruz had done back to back five round fight cam- five round fight camps in the span of like ten months, and then I think there was a lot of factors that I think Cody Garbrandt wins that night ten out of ten times, but if Cody fought TJ that night. Like if TJ was the champion, I think Cody would TJ would have beaten Cody Garbrandt, if that makes Agreed. sense. And this I is think why, there was just a perfect storm. And that's why I think Song. I'm that's why I think well, as good as Song is. This is why I think he won't be champion because he doesn't. I hate guys. Just hate. I hate even getting this argument. But he doesn't move the needle enough. Yeah. And Cody did, and that's why Cody got into the position mm. to even. Cody definitely moves the needle. So well, I, I that, agree that, with that. Do also, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I think Cody's got this. I think Song has a skill level to be champion. I just don't think he I has think, the marketability to. I think you're kind of, vastly yeah. underestimating the fact that Song Yudong is Chinese, and 
the UFC is very interested in in having Chinese champions. This is true. Wiley Zhang. I would not say Wiley Zhang. Yeah, is like let's the not forget biggest one. needle mover ever. But they're going to throw her infinite title shots because they are invested in this. And outcome. let's not forget when when Wiley fought Jessica Andrade the first time. She should. She was like their third option. Yeah, the others like not people above her just weren't ready. And then now yeah. she's – and then after that, Tom Brady's tweeting about her. She's going to flaunt yeah. to Patriots games. And the UFC did just put – originally put Leach as the co-main event on a pay-per-view, yeah. which we kind of questioned. But I was wondering, maybe we just don't know Leach's marketability outside – because we're just seeing this from an yeah, American out, point outside. of view. I have no idea what the market yeah, I, I don't know the answer. There, so I am – I think that they're they're going to be behind Song. Okay. I agree that he has like a ceiling in certainly in the American silo of audience, but I think they're they're clearly trying to be in the China's China about business. to have a champion after November thirteenth. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's that's true, and I agree with Jose too. Like Cody Garbrandt had a very unique title. <laughs> Which is so I think yeah, he's he, one of yeah one fair and square and that was not even, that was so far from even, close and I I think he wins that fight like nine times out of ten over Dominic yeah. Cruz I also just think that like we then saw pretty clearly that if you can hit very hard there's a really good chance you're gonna knock Cody Garbrandt out and for whatever Song Yudong's faults are it ain't Chin <laughs> that dude is tougher yeah. than a two dollar steak. If Cody Garbrandt wants to get in a hooking contest with that man, he's going boom first. Oh, man. I agree. In the early round songs, like his left hook was like. Dude, it's yeah. so fast. Ooh, so fast. So sure. That's why I'm. And that's, that's why Cody gets the only yeah. one I scored for song because he just like Cody like Corey Sanigan literally fell like backwards from blocking. Yeah, and that's why that's why Corey's such a good fighter. He was like, I gotta wrestle this guy. I don't have to take him down, but I have to get him tired because those hooks are dangerous. And yeah. just disrupted his rhythm. The wrestling was great. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I thought DC more. did a good job on talking about the the effectiveness the effectiveness of just non-effective wrestling you because you think oh if you don't get the takedown it didn't work but he was no it does work just to threaten the takedown i think that's very important I, yeah. I'm, I'm i thought dc did a good job pointing that out repeatedly he's he's been way better in the booth honestly since dominic cruz called him out and i know that they like beefed but didn't beef but i actively think he's been better can we also talk for just a moment because i'm happy we're all doing all the happiness <laughs> Corey sandhagen i don't know what the hell your deal is dude but you can't give your back to stand up like, you just can't do it. That's what Aljo killed you. Like, literally, that is why Aljo, Aljo killed you. I saw you. that. Yeah. And you do that. He did it twice against Song. Twice? He didn't, oh. get, he didn't get – he did it in both the first and the second, and he didn't get punished. Or maybe it was one and three. Yeah. And, like, he almost got punished really badly in the first one. And the second one, the Song was already bleeding in the whole thing. Like, if your go-to stand-up is to post head and turn your whole back and run away – a Sterling will do exactly the same thing and you will get throttled to death immediately. I don't know who the hell taught you that. Please stop doing it. It was giving me conniptions watching it. It is a bad habit. It definitely is it's a bad habit. It's an awful habit. That, that I think he gets away if in the gym. He didn't get away yeah. if it. Yeah, he gets away if it in it the gym. It very but. much feels like it's a thing he gets away with in the gym and that's why I'll just Sterling is like, cool, man. You yeah. just want me to have your back? That's awesome. Yeah. I'll spend the rest of the round or just choke you out. Ask Piotr Jan. Uh, let's talk about another good performance that arguably deserved a bonus. 
you talked about it a little bit, but I think it deserves a little bit more. Talking about How impressed you with Fluffy's grappling? I thought I was watching Cain Velasquez in there. I mean, just the, the fight with uh, Josh Fremt was incredible, too. Like, the pace both those guys put on was great, but Fluffy's getting better every single fight. I thought he looked spectacular tonight. I would like to see him. I don't know if I'm ready to throw him in there. I, I, I don't know if he's top 15 in our list, but mm. I have somebody in mind that's that's probably just outside our top 15, but would be a super fun fight for both guys. Um what did, you, what did you think, Jose? Oh, because it's Fluffy's getting better and better. Fluffy's getting better and better every time we see him. Yeah, and he reminds me of man, who's that? Who's that cat? And he reminds me his manner about and the way he approaches fighting reminds me a lot of Henry Corrales in Bellator, where he just kind of answers the phone and just says, "Who am I fighting?" All right, and then he just kind of shows up. He don't care about no rankings or style styles of fights or whoever he's just like cool and tape up my ears and i'm gonna break brick inside the octagon uh i don't think i'm not i'm definitely not ready to put in top 15 uh because i think who's 15 in our ranking drake is duplessis last i saw uh, that might be right hold on i'll pull it up yeah i'm not ready to put him above anthony i'm not ready to put anthony hernandez above drake is duplessis just yet uh i think it eventually is, it is gdp yeah, and if DDP is the fifteenth, I'm not putting Gregory uh, Greg Greg Cop in the top fifteen either, just yet. Which is why I'd like to see that fight. But yeah, Anthony Hernandez is a fun dude. Uh, that win over Hadolfo Vieira has kind of aged like milk. Uh, I know at the time it kind of blew my mind, and I still stand by the fact that that was my uh, submission of the year when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I I still agree with that, but Hadolfo uh, Vieira has what he's one in one in his last two fights since then, if I remember correctly. And Chris Curtis just kind of took his soul with his cardio. Uh, so yeah, but Anthony Hernandez is a guy that I'm going to, when we do preview shows and you say, what's a low key banger, the answer is probably going to be Anthony Hernandez. If he's one half of a fight, Anthony Hernandez versus Phil Hawes. Is that interesting to you? Sure. Phil's fighting. Oh, he has a fight. Never mind. Who's he I'm fighting? He's fighting it. somebody. Okay, never mind. I just, I have a better one. Okay, I have okay. a better one. No, I, I, I was never big on uh, Fluffy Hernandez. Um, I thought the uh, like the age like age like milk kind of thing. I kind of agree with that. But um, he did, he did, he he is improving. He is a much better fighter. I feel like, and um, uh, yeah, I actually, I actually, uh, I am, I he, he, I've changed my opinion on Anthony Hernandez. I am, Isn't I do want to walking- see more. Walking, Bu- walking Buckley would be a fun fight too, or Gerald Mearshart if you just want some high level scrambles. Gerald Mearshart, yeah, cool. And because um, Gerald Mearshart uh, seems down the clown with anyone too, yeah. and I really <laughs> like those, those style of fights. He is Phil Haas. I mean, listen, if something happens with Roman Delize, oh Roman Delize, just call Fluffy. He'll he'll go in yeah. there and fight Phil Haas October 29th. Cool. There you go. And um, since we have we some do like boxing one more, to maybe. watch, it. so we got one more question. Um, I think it's an interesting one. Should the last two fights have been stopped sooner before they did? Any other commission would have stopped it the moment it impacted the fighters. Um, I don't know about the second part, but yeah, but I don't we, quite know. I don't think one. the second yeah. part's true. But but yeah, would we've been would we been okay with a stoppage after was it after the first round on each fight? Pretty much, I wouldn't have complained. Mm, no. It was I think it was the second round for uh, Song. for the main event. Okay. Well, yeah. okay, but after the initial big cut. Yeah. I would have I had no have issue 
No issue in the Greg fight if you had stopped it, though I think it probably was right, and maybe this is hindsight Greg won, but like I am not sure that was really affecting him that badly from like a permanent damage standpoint. But if you had stopped it, obviously that's that's fine. Uh, I do think they shouldn't have let Song go out for the fourth. Uh, I was really surprised they did. Uh, If they had let it start in the fifth, that would have been really bad. I think they should have stopped it. And you're talking to, again, a dude who cashed a plus $2,500 ticket because (laughs) they let it go to the fourth. I don't – I just don't think that – I think they should have stopped it at three. That cut was was really, really bad. It was clearly bleeding directly into his eyes. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually okay with the doctor. The, the, well, it was the same doctor. I'm okay with the doctor's non-stoppage. He was consistent. And he was consistent. And that's I respect why I, that he was I, consistent. I, I appreciate it. And I, and I don't I, – I had like a – I remember there was some form, some diagram, but the doctors put out. But like – I know they're really worried about nerve damage, and there's certain points that are cuts in the face that they may not look bad, but there's like considerable serious nerve damage that may make you no know, get permanent droopy eye. But I'm not, I can't really speak too much on that. So, but um, yeah, I liked it, and uh, I'm, I thought that I'm, I'm really happy the doctor did not let the fight go to the fifth round. I know Corey looked kind of bummed. I think he thought that he was going to get no, this is going to be a, a BS victory, but. I think we all think this is a legit victory. I, mean, I don't BS think I don't victory. think anyone thinks this is a, a BS cut victory. I, I don't know. Oh God, no. Okay, no, no, but, no. but you know, I, I feel like I feel like yeah. when the fight ended, Corey had that impression. Oh, people are gonna. It's not a real victory, but I because no, I just think that's who Corey is as a, yeah, as a human Corey being is, and yeah. a fighter. He's just like I wanted to see. Even said it. He goes, I wanted to go out in the fifth round, and I wanted to see how it was. He wanted to see what the scorecards are like, and he would have been. I don't know. Been, I don't know how he would react. Oh, just great job of UFC production by we got to we got to hear Corey speak out loud and motivate him. It wasn't the coaches, but I think I think it was coming yeah. in, out into the fifth round. It was Corey motivating himself? He was like, "Be smart, don't get hit with something big." Is that right? Is that is that what Corey was saying coming out into the fifth round? I have no idea. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah but they were, they were listening and to the corners and they had it on him, and it was just him talking to himself. I thought that was like that was just fantastic. Just it was like, man, what you, great insight. Everyone on the UFC production team is really good at their job. Like, I think, like, the last few years they've really set, like, Bellator, I have, I don't get me started. BKFC, don't even get me started <laughs> on their production quality. But, like, UFC does a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll shit on UFC fighter pay and all that stuff forever, but yeah. I will not shit on UFC production, the light, especially yeah, light production, the lighting, the sound. Perfect. It's a great job. Um, anything else, gentlemen? I think we can hit the music. I think we're good. Uh, Corey Sandhagen, call out fighters, man. Just yeah. Vito Vera said if he wants it, he can get it on Twitter. He did, and that's cool. It would have been a lot so cooler Tito if Corey actually call called for, for that fight <laughs> instead of like, I don't really care. Give me any of these five dudes. Like, just you don't He's have get to. Now. You don't have to talk shit. Like, you don't have to be that guy. Just have a guy. Here's, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I'll bet money. You want to bet right now? I'll, pay, I'll make a bet with you, Jed. Uh, Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Vera is going to headline that Orlando fight night in December for sure. I'll bet money on that. Probably just because Marlon said he's down to clown. But, like, what if Cheeto's just like, no, <laughs> then that fight doesn't happen. And instead, Corey has to fight Marab and get tackled for 25. Nah, I don't think Marab's like going to fight. I don't think Marab's fighting in uh, – yeah. Nah, I don't think Marab's <laughs> fighting Corey Sanhagen. It's just – it's – 
You don't have to talk shit. You don't have to be like, I'm going to kill you. You just have to say the name you want. Be the author of your own fate. You are doing this as a professional <laughs> fighter, man. Like, have a name. We've been saying it for years. Just have the name. Because if you speak it into existence, it can come true. And but you know what never happens? You know what never happens? We what? never get the fights that people call for. Ever. <laughs> Ever, if he goes, I'm gonna fight Cheeto Vera. He's definitely gonna fight Marab instead. Happens every time. I don't know, man. Cheeto Vera is literally cage side, and you can just be like, I want to fight that dude, and Cheeto's down to clown. And then there we go. We're ready. It's booked. Just you don't have to even Cheeto be good at it doing yourself. Have somebody in your corner be like, Hey, man, here's the name. We're good. DM me. Yeah, My yeah. DMs are open, Corey. I will tell you to call out next time. <laughs> All right. I mean, we can't top that. So, all right, we are done. Uh, the UFC is also done for another week, and they're back October first. That's the card headlined by Mackenzie Dern and Jonah. We got a week off next week. We got a week off. Ooh, big, big fight and card. Guess what? And then guess what? Another week off, and then it's on to UFC 280. Well, but don't I, worry. I don't got a week off. I'm gonna be in an airplane for 19 hours. <laughs> oh no. yeah. But, but Bellator, Bellator's back next week. Okay. Peter Queeley versus and Benson Dublin. Henderson. That's, a, that's, their Ireland, that's their Ireland card. Yeah. Yeah. Romero yeah, versus yeah. Melvin Manhoof. Oh. That's happening, oh. folks. That, is, that fight is actually happening next week. So there I, you go. At least there'll be some yeah. mixing of the martial arts for your viewing pleasure. But Why are we go ahead. Get ready. Triple G versus Canelo going down in a matter of moments. So enjoy it, everybody. For Jose, for Jed, for Casey, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Happy birthday, AK. Happy starting soon. Happy National Batman Day, more importantly. And happy beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month, y'all. That's right. Happy the second. In that order, AK's third and third most important in that list of days. Fourth, more than fourth. fourth. Sure. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.